Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm going to go through two popular weight loss strategies and weigh in on the pros and cons of each approach. This is part one in a two-part series where I'll evaluate another two approaches in the next episode. Welcome back to The Daily Dollop Podcast, everybody. It's going to be an awesome show today. We are talking more weight loss in this episode. I hope you are enjoying my focus in on this topic. It's something that I get heaps of questions around, so I'm just diving in deep lately. But for those of you who haven't met me before, my name's Kate Freeman. I'm a registered nutritionist and the founder of the Healthy Eating Hub and the Healthy Eating Clinic. And I've been helping people lose weight for nearly my entire career. My first job fresh out of uni was with a weight loss center. And, you know, I deviated a little bit off to the public service and other uh, corporate health consulting jobs, but found my way back to helping people lose weight when I started my own business around 10 11 years ago. And so weight loss is something that I've spent a lot of time talking about, writing about, helping people with. And, you know, it's it's something that those of us living in Western culture, you know, feel feel pressure to do and it's you know it's a big part of uh, of our culture and I'm really passionate about helping people find sustainable and realistic approaches to weight loss, but also understanding that they are so much more than the size of their body and that health is so much more than how much they eat. And I just wanted to dive into though, sort of four key weight loss strategies over this two part series. I'm going to tackle two today and two in the next episode and, and really just try and as unbiased as I can because as nutrition professionals, that's our job to be unbiased. It's to really present to you the pros and cons of, of different strategies that are available you know, on the market today so that you can make an educated decision about what you think the best approach is for you. I will say though, right from the beginning, that you don't have to put a label on the way that you eat right? You're just eating. If you are feeling confident with your food choices, you are maximizing your nutrient intake and eating with the right amount of energy for you. It doesn't really matter how you eat. You don't need to put a label on it, right? If you're not a breakfast eater and so your first meal of the day is not until 10, 11 a.m. or lunchtime, you do not have to call yourself a faster or a time-restricted feeder or an intermittent faster. You're just eating, right? When you're hungry and when you feel like you want to. So you don't have to put labels on it. It's fine if you want to put a label on it, but I actually think that sometimes the labels are unnecessary. Um, but they're, they're a result of, of this whole idea that, um, yeah, weight loss is got to be quite regimented. But the thing that you need to remember is that 
Regardless of the strategy that you decide to use, a reduction in body weight requires two key factors for it to be successful long-term. So we need to create an energy deficit, balance between energy in through food and energy out through your metabolism and movement. It must be a deficit. So we need to be burning more energy than we're eating through food. And this this is what needs to happen and it needs to be significant enough to shift your body into the metabolic state to start burning more fat than it's storing. Now, this doesn't mean starving yourself, but it also doesn't mean eating everything that you can see as well. Now, the second thing is that the energy deficit needs to be sustained. So one day of a deficit or even a week really is not enough time to see reductions in your fat mass. Fat mass is slow. Fat loss rather is slow. True fat loss takes time. You've got to be patient and make sure that the strategy that you choose is sustainable so that you can have the sustained energy deficit to get the results you're after. And so I've got um, some strategies here that I'm going to go through. I'm going to go through two in this episode. So the first strategy that I want to cover today is intermittent fasting. So this diet is characterized by two days of fasting or only eating 500 calories a day and five days of eating a healthy diet at your maintenance energy level. So this is the original intermittent fasting protocol that was released by Michael Mosley a number of years ago now. Not to be confused with time-restricted feeding, which is the different feeding blocks of time within a 24 hours. So, you know, fasting for 16 hours and eating for eight and things like that. So I've talked about both time-restricted feeding and intermittent fasting on the show previously. So make sure you check out those episodes. In particular, I'm really talking about intermittent fasting in this protocol. I will just say that fasting is bothering me at the moment. And so I'm going to try and remain objective here with this pro and con list, but it's bothering me for one for a reason. And that's because I'm seeing stricter and stricter fasting protocols come out. So when intermittent fasting first hit the market, it was supposed to be eating 500 calories a day on your fasting day. So you were still eating. Now, 500 calories is not a lot of food. It's like a boiled egg and a tin of tuna, right? A bowl of salad or something like that. It's not very much. And what I've seen is, is that people either are not eating at all now on a fasting day or they're fasting three days in a row or they're alternating. So they're fasting every second day or they're fasting more than two days in a week. Heck, I saw over January on my Instagram feed a 21-day fast and I thought, guys, not eating is not the answer here, right? This is not the answer to, to yeah. Of course, if you don't eat for long periods of time, you're going to lose weight. This is called malnutrition. Anyway, but if we look at this as a protocol, so two days of fasting, so eating 500 calories a day and five days eating at the healthy diet or maintenance level, then here are the pros of this diet. It does create an energy deficit easily with these two days at that very low calorie intake. And so you're only really having to create this deficit on two days and the other five days is that it's at your maintenance eating. And so that's a great opportunity as well to practice what maintenance looks like as well, because that's how you're going to eat for the rest of your life to maintain the weight that you've lost. There's also a really good growing body of research supporting the use of fasting in this protocol or, you know, um, 
as well as time-restricted feeding as being one method for achieving weight loss if you can stick to it for long enough. So it does work. There's scientific evidence to support that. The evidence is, isn't that it's superior to other methods, but it is, you know, if it suits you and people can stick to it, then it does work. And, you know, you can plan your fasting days around your social events from week to week so you can be flexible with it. And it also suits individuals with sedentary lifestyles and low exercise levels. So it can be a great way to help those people lose weight with them not having to change their physical activity habits. The cons are is that it may be difficult to stick to 500 calories on fasting days. Well, yeah, that's obvious. And it's difficult to not eat at all on a day. And so, you know, the diet only works if you get these fasting days right. So it's important that you are consistent with this. And I've met clients who've been doing this protocol and and 500 calories easily creeps into 800. Um, Also their eating days are not maintenance. They're overeating on those days as well. So if overall you're still not in a deficit, then the fasting actually won't work for you. Another con is that it's not suitable for very active people. Combining fasting with lots of exercise Um, particularly on the fasting day, can result in fatigue, poor recovery and injury. So not a good idea for active people to fast. Depending on your relationship with food and your, you know, predisposition to disordered eating or obsessive behaviours, is that fasting days can result in overeating or binge sessions that then lead to exceeding your energy needs on both your fasting and your non-fasting days which means you're not going to create a deficit and not lose weight. And you're also going to spiral into a really not fun place with your food. And so just be really mindful of that. Um, You also only now have five days a week to meet your body's nutrient needs. So two days you're fasting, you can't meet your vitamin, mineral, fiber needs on those days when you're not eating or only eating 500 calories. So it means that you still need to learn key nutrition principles, right? So that you're keeping yourself healthy. So I've talked to people, I'm like, you can either learn to make healthy food choices seven days a week, or you can learn to do it five days a week. Either way, you still have to learn to do that. So there you go. The second one is calorie counting. Now this is following an episode earlier in the week where I go get stuck into the mistakes of calorie counting. So I just want to present pros and cons on this method. So this strategy is characterized by tracking your food intake in a diary or an app. It's counting your energy intake either via calories or kilojoules, right? And you stick to a certain amount of energy each day so that you know that you're creating an energy deficit and getting the results that you want. The pros of this is that it's extremely effective for getting results if you can consistently stick to the low calorie intake on each day or the calorie budget that's set for you to get results, right? If you can stick to it, you know exactly what you're eating, you know exactly how much. It's a a great effective tool. It also gives you lots of flexibility with what you eat because it's basically only putting boundaries and parameters and rules around how much, so your energy, but you can choose where that energy comes from. So it's a great way to easily include your favorite foods. And so long as you stay within your energy budget, great. Now, the cons of this approach is that if you don't weigh and measure out your food and you just guess, 
is that you're at risk of creating a false deficit and thinking that you're sticking to a certain energy amount when you're really not. Another con is that this approach neglects diet quality. And so there's also this temptation to just eat anything. And so long as you stick to your daily calorie quota, it's fine. Whereas in reality, right, you know, you could, you might be trying to stick to 1200 calories a day. You eat a piece of cheesecake, that's 600 calories. There's half of your energy budget gone with really not a very nutrient dense food. And so another con is that unhealthy foods can crowd out healthy foods because now that you've eaten the cheesecake, now you're going to skip dinner, which was going to have veggies and some protein and right. So just being mindful of that. The other con is that many apps and food databases have really inaccurate nutrition information in them, which also creates a false deficit again, because you're eating more than you think you are. And lastly, it can be difficult to track food when that you eat when you're out and about because you don't 100% one know what you're eating. You can't accurately estimate how much you're eating. And again, if you're eating out regularly or doing lots of mindless eating practices, you really have no idea whether you're actually sticking to your calorie budget or not. Well, they are the two weight loss approaches. Stay tuned for the next episode where we're going to cover two more and just get stuck into those. But if you've got a question about any weight loss strategy or you know any nutrition related question at all, please hit me up on social media. If you record that question as an audio message, just tap the microphone, then I can actually play it on the show. You can be featured on the show and I'll answer it in future episodes. So make sure you check out my Facebook or Instagram, just private message me. Happy to chat to you guys. Otherwise, have a fab day, team, and we'll catch you in the next episode. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves, and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods, or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com. Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode.